0: Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Randy Mallon on the line. Randy, how are you? I'm doing awesome, man. Thanks so much for having me on, Michael. I appreciate it. Great to have you on the show. Really looking forward to this conversation. So we're going to talk a lot of different things during this chat today, but I want to kick off with real estate investing and I want to share a little bit about you and and how you got involved in this industry.
1: Yeah. So uh, at a young age, I hustled really hard coming up from a low-income family. And uh, along the way, found uh, being an electrician was my gift of uh, my young age. So I was very fortunate to have a lot of success in that industry early on and was able to purchase my first home uh, at 25 years old and right as I purchased my first home within a week or two of buying it, uh, my mentor in the electrical industry actually got hit with a telephone pole in a job site accident. And uh, so I lost one of my best friends, my mentors, we were actually going to buy an electrical contracting company together. And so my life kind of got flipped on its head. And at the time I was you know, my, talking to my parents and I said, look, I'm, I'm kind of set. I've got into a property. I have a, a ticket, so you can never take it away from me. I can go do anything I want to but I just feel inspired to do something more. The guy that passed away was 42 when he passed away. I'm like, I'm 25. This is the next 20 years of my life to get hit with a telephone pole. Like that didn't seem very exciting to me. So I literally just Googled how to make as much money as I can and never work again. And obviously one of the things that comes up is passive income through real estate. So I just decided to go all in on it. My counselors and support team said, hey, why don't you find ways to go buy more properties? Because obviously I didn't have enough capital to go buy more because I just bought my first house and uh, signed up for some of those guru training programs, went all in on real estate and just tried to learn as much as I could, as fast as I could. But I like to explain it as you know, when people see or have a near-death experience and then they want to go experience some skydiving and they want to do those things, right? They just want to live life. Uh, I had the same thing, but just in business. I just wanted to go out and see what I could create in this world, see what my strengths were, uh, help more people and do more things on this planet. And uh, hey thankfully it's paid off so far. And uh, that's what really got me into the real estate journey was uh, just by fluke. And uh, the thing when when pain gets bad enough, you find something different.
0: Yeah, we talked a little bit in the pre-show about investing and the pain that people are currently feeling right now with the markets and all of that. But real estate, you just look back in time it keeps getting more and more appreciated you know whether it's condo prices in Vancouver or Toronto or LA or anywhere around the world quite frankly uh it's it's an area where it's it costs a lot more for you know people to acquire these properties. So when you invest in them, obviously your return on investment is going to be good. And you know, I you know I'm not going to mention the name, but you know I'm you know a little bit involved in uh, some real estate investing, and you know got a dividend payment this morning, and it was like, wow! I just kind of woke up and you know just poured myself some coffee and. Here I am getting money. And I'm like, it's it's still in a way surreal. You know, it's like, wow, my money's making money. That's a beautiful thing. That's the
1: that's the dream, man. That's what it really is. And that's what we really support with a lot of our partners are like yourself, they're passive investors. They uh, invest with us. We go and get returns for them and then split it back. And it's some of the biggest rewards or some of the biggest things that we love is writing checks for other people that didn't do it. My parents being one of them, they came up low income middle class, never really had that extra thing, kind of living paycheck to paycheck, but had all this equity in their home, finally convinced them to sell their home, take some of that equity, invest it with us. And now they're starting to see their money grow for them in places they never, they'll make more money passively this year than they will in their jobs. And they still don't understand the concept of it. They still don't really know what's going on because it's not realized yet. You know, it's it's just compounding. We're compounding it to build their retirement. But it's one of the coolest things in the world when you start seeing people see how much money you can actually start making. Once your money gets big enough to start working for you, and you get some of those checks coming in, it's uh, it changes people's lives.
0: It's a big thing and it's investing in you as well, you know, as an individual, when you invest, yes, you're investing in a company or a cause or whatever, but it, when you are investing in yourself, that, that really shows strong self-leadership. And for everybody that, you know, there's a ton of people, you know what I know what you grew up in, it. same here, you know, my, my parents, you were middle-class, you know, kind of paycheck to paycheck. And I'm sure maybe... Paycheck and some other ways of getting some additional revenue, whether it's you know credit card debt or picking up an extra shift somewhere type of thing, you know just to get by and it, there's mechanisms in place where you don't have to do that and as we're entering in recessionary periods and inflation and all this other stuff that's going on in the world, you know this is a, a great time for you to take a look and go, okay, what can I do to create the opportunities for me to Financially set as far as whatever that definition is for you, because everybody's different. You know, some people say, you know, a couple million dollars, that'd be awesome. Couple, you know, people are like, no, I need at least two hundred million. I'm like, okay, well, that's a different set of rules, but you could get there if you if you have the plan. But just that leadership uh, is so critical. So, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, and and I'll just tie in one thing here. So many people right now think, oh, I'm not going to make a hundred grand. This world's just watched real estate boom, and where they're making two, three hundred grand on their properties. Now that's their expectation. I buy real estate and I make two or three hundred grand. That's not the reality. That's not the expectation that we're going to continue to see. And a lot of the people that are speculative are going to get hurt in this market. What we are going back to is back to the days of wow. If I invest a hundred thousand dollars at a ten percent private loan to somebody secured against real estate. I can be making $10,000 a year. That pays for my family vacation that in a recession I might not be able to do. And so we're going back to a lot of these basic conversations for people. We're not talking about, you know, when we were doing this three or four years ago, we're talking about 20% returns to our investors easily, like no problem. Now we're starting to get down into some of the development stuff we do. You know, we're down to 15 16%. And as development comes down, so does everything else. But if you can continue to get, Even that that $500 to $1,000 a month, consistent money coming in, some sort of dividend, some sort of thing, the conversation is going to change a lot because now it's going to be about, wow, that's my car payment. That's my this. And that's where we're going to see a change in the people that are financially educated and people that aren't. People that aren't are going to get stuck right now, whereas people that are financially educated are going to understand investing $100,000 as simple as that even refinanced with the interest rates rising, you can still make a good Delta at 10 to 12% lending opportunities. They're everywhere. I have literally like a dozen of them on my plate right now. And it's just getting to know the right people, getting educated and investing in things that produce money for you so that you can survive and live. And this is the Rich Dad Poor Dad method where go invest in things that pay you, uh, get your money working for you so that it can pay for your liabilities, your mortgages, your cars, your vacations, things like that. So I think we're going to see a big shift again over the next 12 to 24 months of people that had a lot of liabilities that can't afford them and people that had a lot of liabilities that have assets that pay for them to continue to go. And I think that's where we'll see a bit
0: of separation come in the next few years. Yeah, definitely. Because... Over the last couple of years during the pandemic, it, there was obviously a lot of people buying things because they were getting stimulus payments or CERB or whatever you want to call it, depending on what part of the world you're in. That if you got any type of government assistance to help you through the pandemic, you know, in my situation, you know, being a, a dual citizen US and Canadian, I, I did get uh, US uh, stimulation. And it was like, wait a minute. It's like, uh, why am I getting this? I don't need it. So it was literally, okay, what can I do with this money? So I donated to the food bank. I donated, you know, did some other things. And, you know, it's great, but that's, that's a government one off kind of thing. But when you start getting, you know, returns on your investments that, you know, that are paid out, you know, on an annual basis, you know, so your money is actually working for you, especially, you know, like you said, you know, 10%. Okay, what bank's paying that? I know CIBC isn't, or RBC, or any of the other banks, they're not paying that. Um, they might get to that number if inflation rates keep going up and in interest rates, but it's going to be a long time before we would see those. And I'm not sure I want to see a 20% interest rate uh, anytime soon. It's bad enough no. they have them on credit cards. So you don't want to see them for everything else either because that really would limit the expansion uh, that we're seeing uh, you know, across Canada and the US and everywhere else. But I think... One of the things that you know jumps out at me too with all of this is, you know, people will say, "Okay, I don't have a lot to invest." It's like, "Oh, well, you got to start with something, yeah, and you know, figure out a way to earmark and get consistent, just like you know, taking care of yourself and exercise. Build that routine. You know, build in a routine where you're going to say, "I'm going to carve out whatever a paycheck and and invest it," and and that's when you do that. It, it, all of a sudden after time, you go, whoa, how'd that get to that number? Well, yep. it's because you just set it and forget it kind of thing.
1: And, I, and the other thing I'll say is, and people are so scared to invest in themselves. You mentioned it earlier in this about investing uh, and then investing in themselves. That's the thing I do. I bet on myself. I spent my first, I, I went into debt. I spent my first $50,000 when I started in real estate going back and being like, wow, I could have put it down payment on one home. But instead, I got the education to go invest into multiple homes and start to buy multiple properties and using other people's money. So, so many people think wow, I only have 10, dollars $15,000, $20,000. I can't do much with that. It's going to take forever to compound $100,000. Cool. Well, how can you invest that into yourself, into an education that can teach you or train you to start making $100,000? So you know, maybe you don't want to be self-employed. Maybe you don't want to run a real estate portfolio, but investing into a few thousand dollars worth of training to learn what real estate is and bringing a few of your friends together and buying a few properties, trying to do something to change the way that you look at real estate, as opposed to it being a single family home versus an investment opportunity or taking a stocks course or any sort of investing thing. To me, that's a big mistake that some people make is I only have 20 or $30,000 and I don't know where to invest. Invest in yourself, get educated and get confident to know what you're investing in, why you're investing in it and how it's going to change your life. And it's not just a 12 month turnover. The thing I said when I invested my first $20,000 into a training program in real estate was this is going to be a lifetime ROI. I am forever going to learn how to buy a house, flip it, you know, rent it, take care of it, and make money. So for me at 25 years old, I'll use that skill for 50 years. Well, $25,000 over 50 years is a very small investment every single month. And if I can make that money back quickly, which we, we did in our first few properties, all of a sudden now it's what we call an infinite return. I invested the money. I made the money back. And now I get to use that same skill set for the rest of my life. So that's what I would also encourage on the leadership side is don't just sit there and say, woe is me. The economy's crashing. Things suck. Go and actually and take that little, even if you only have $500, go find a program or training or something that will allow you to start building that mindset, to start thinking like an investor, start thinking like somebody that wants to get ahead in this life, as opposed to someone who just says, I don't have enough.
0: Yeah, I think it was Buffett that said, you know, blood in the streets is a great opportunity to make money. And it, I, I completely agree with you on the investing in yourself and, and spending that money on the course. You know, it's, you know, if you looked at it from a dollar cost averaging aspect, I mean, you, you, you paid you know, nickels for that course based on what you've got out of the back or even that it might be even less than nickels. Uh, and it's again I, you know I did that with you know the work that I do you know I, I spent money I spent time and and learned things that I didn't know how to do and I continue to do that I'm always looking okay what would I like to learn this year that could move things forward for me what what is it you know it could be investing it could be learning a new skill set where I could add to my repertoire the work that I do I don't know you know be creative and Especially in times like this where yeah, you could easily say, woe is me, inflation, job loss, and, you know fine. You know what? Pick yourself up, go get back in the ring and figure out what it takes to take care of you. And when you start getting in the habit of investing in yourself, then you're able to pivot and be agile. And when the market, you know, it goes soft in certain areas. Then, if you've got other skill set, you've got other ways to bring in passive revenue and income, and it just makes things so much easier for you. So you're like, okay, that's down month for this, but this other stuff's picking up. So we're good. And it's just get get to that mindset where, again, getting your money to work for you uh, changes everything. It's a game changer. And too many people, unfortunately. Uh, Don't even want to approach it. They they come up with the excuse. Well, I can't. I'm not going to make this. Like you said, you know, ten or twenty thousand dollars will take forever to go into a hundred. If you do it right, it won't. Um, But that's when you do the research. You find out. You go to the things. How do I do this? And reach out to people like yourself. You know, there's so many, you know, awesome people on this planet that have done it. You know, and they're usually really, really helpful and saying, yeah, here's some ideas what you could do. And watch, but take this. So you don't want to go at it. And this is something that I don't want to say irritates me, but as we know, society and and people many times, we want that shortcut. We want that. Okay. I'm going to talk to this five minute conversation. Next thing I don't know, I'm going to be able to five X my money. No, you got to understand, don't you want to understand, you know, if you're one of the poor souls that dumped a bunch of money in some of the cryptocurrencies that have completely collapsed or the exchanges that have collapsed recently, you know, you're, you're not loving life right now. I know you know it's it's not a fun thing to watch a lot of money disappear. Uh, but if you educated yourself on those things and did the due diligence and and really looked at some things and, and trusted um, the right people and, and really looked at things, then you may have been able to avoid some of that. but as we all know, and this is not investment advice, it's just investment opinion. there's always risk no matter what you do. Um, but that's just me on a tangent and kind of telling people come on you know just you know be smart and, and spend some time on you and invest in you and invest in learning it's so critical
1: and the other thing is invest in your network build your network it's as mm-hmm. simple as that you start in, you know people hang out with your, yourself myself you start getting in a few of these conversations and you hear people like us talking about that kind of thing and there's the saying that you're an average of the five people you hang out with the most right now is no better time to judge your circle of five. If everyone's still going to the bar, inflation's high, and they're still going out and they can't afford everything, but they're still trying to live that lifestyle. Start looking at people that are you know, adapting and changing and talking markets and talking about wanting to produce new revenue and wanting to create a different life and talking about passive income and investing, there's no better time than now. And Grant Cardone said it the best when he says, in a world that's contracting, you should be expanding. And that's for the entrepreneurs that are listening. You know, we're right now, we're being quiet, but we're building. We're getting ready to scale. We're getting ready to grow. We're we're, we're putting a lot of stuff in place that we can expand because so many people are contracting and that's where the opportunities come. I'm you know, trying to get my name out there as much. I'm on as many podcasts as I can. I'm educating. I'm on more phone calls, but just building my network and my people and my base, because there's going to be a lot of opportunity coming available, and we're going to see a lot of people struggle, and we just don't want to be one of them. And I think the best thing you can do is, aside from all the things you just mentioned about building, is building your network to learn and grow with the people that are around you. Uh, like myself, I happily take phone calls, messages from random strangers. Give them advice, help them out, because I just want to see people succeed. And that's one of the things we've seen from successful people. Successful people want to help successful people succeed. Do some homework, come into a conversation, get around people that are willing to help you and support you.
0: That ties into the next point I want to bring up before we wrap up is giving. And we talked a little bit about it in the pre-show. When you are successful, there's opportunities to give back and you give back about you know obviously taking calls from individuals you've never encountered and answer some you know give them some tips and guidelines on okay here's some avenues you can explore but again i know you you're going to tell them i'm not telling you the secret recipe you, you got to do it but go down this road you'll find it if you continue to pay attention but talk a little bit about your giving endeavors and some of the work you're doing there
1: Yeah. So it started uh, a few years ago when we had some success in the real estate space and uh, we're doing really well. I just felt very unfulfilled. So money isn't everything. Money was the driving factor because my family was low income. And I said, I don't want to be low income. Once I got that stuff right and I was able to afford and, and live and do life that I wanted, I wasn't driven to do anything more. And I heard a podcast with a guy named Cole Hatter, who went on to speak about making your money matter. So building a business that had a purpose to go donate to charity or change the world. And I just realized that's what I wanted. It made more sense to me to go build a business that was going to have a massive impact in this world than to build a business that was purely for profit for myself. I don't care about fancy cars and nice houses. But when you talk about feeding a starving child or helping a kid go through sport or helping somebody, maybe that's going through a recession, that's a single mom or single dad that just can't afford to take their kids on a trip and you can just pay for them to go, that drives me, that motivates me, and that gets me hyped up and excited. So what we started to do is saying, well, why don't we just build our business that way? It started with our monthly meetup where it was free, and we started charging $10 on the door as a donation for people to come in. So now they had to donate to get into the rooms where we were teaching everything. Well, we started with 30 to 40 people in a room. My business partner and I looked at each other like, that's $300. What if we could get to $1,000 a month in donations? So then we started saying, well, we need to put 100 people in that room. Well, our motive became the $1,000 donation. It wasn't about getting 100 people in the room to listen to us talk about real estate investing. What that did was had a massive impact in our circle because now everybody wanted to get involved because of the donations and because they were learning about real estate. So now we weren't selling a real estate training program. We were selling, come hang out in a room, make a donation. And while you're here, you'll learn a little bit about your future, real estate investing, how to live a better life. And it exponentially grew and we've now grown that into our real estate portfolio where uh, you know every property we buy, every door we buy, you could say uh, we're donating $10 a door per month right now. Simple example, you buy a fiveplex, we donate $50 a month to charity, $600 a year. Doesn't seem like much, but as we scale and grow our portfolios, it's starting to make a really good impact. Uh, All the developments we're doing, we allocate a certain percentage of our development cash that we take in, not our investors' cash. That's their own space. It's us as our own company's money that we're going and donating. And so we're out here now promoting and sharing that with people to inspire them that doing business with people that want to do good in this world, not just extreme capitalists, people that want to support... That want to help, that actually want to do uh, massive change. And we support Kids Sport Victoria, and it's as simple as this. Every $300 we invest, one kid gets to go play organized sports that normally wouldn't get to afford it. You start talking to me about donating $600 a year, that's two kids that I got to help play sports that normally wouldn't have got the chance to. Times that by a lot, start putting together some of these $10,000, $15,000 donations that we're able to make. the the impact that it has on your heart, the impact it has on my team. You know, my team now looks at it as how many kids or how much support can we get from this opportunity that we get? Not how much money do we make from it? And it's changed our whole perspective on business, on life, and on everything around wanting to give. On top of just giving our time, now we're able to give financially. As our business grows, so does our percentage of donating. So it's not just, oh, we donate, you know, uh, I'll just say $10,000 a year. And our business grows to a million dollars. We're still donating that. We donate a percentage, or aligned with, so that as the business grows, so does the donation.
0: That's a great analogy. And you know, putting two kids into organized sports, you hear the stories of some of the greatest athletes that the planet has ever seen, and you see their humble beginnings, where you know they it took a village for them to be able to buy the necessary equipment, a uniform, or whatnot for this person to play. And now, you know, they are beyond multimillionaires and they're doing all kinds of things and giving back. And even, you know, thinking about that math, about $600, you know, one of the organizations I support is uh, the Daily Bread Food Bank and $1 buys two meals. So that would be 1,200 meals. And it's like, that's a lot of food that somebody that doesn't have the ability to buy food or get access to food will now eat. And playing sports are all these things that you and I, I don't want to say we take for granted. I think we're both on the same page where yeah. we, we know we're really fortunate in so many aspects of life. But the fact that we have the ability and the desire to want to give and, and make an impact and help people. Uh, with you know, I'm not looking for anything in return. I'm not looking for a letter or a plaque. Thank you for uh, for okay. If they feel the need to do that, then it's fine. I'd much rather have them save the money on the plaque and buy more meals. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's you know making an impact, and that's what we can do. We're, we're yeah. guiding people to live better lives financially or well being or whatever space we work in, and then we're able to give back. And that's that's when you know it's like okay, that's when you're having fun. That's when this important. is really fun. And, and there's two sides. So i would be clear about one thing. What my business does
1: publicly about sharing is meant to inspire. What I do personally about my giving is me giving on my own side. So there's two different worlds we live in here. People think, oh, you guys are just gloating about what you give. You're supposed to give in private, blah, blah, blah. Yes. But when we're talking about the impact that I'm making, somebody might hear this podcast and go, wow, $600 helps two kids go through organized sports. That's something I can do for my product right now and scale and grow. Whereas if I don't share that and I do it privately, which we've all been told to do, they don't get to hear those experiences. So we use our business to publicly share about what we're giving. Privately, I give in a totally different space. So what my business does doesn't mean that's what I'm doing privately. I do my own stuff. And the second thing is, I just want to touch on the leadership side of it right now. We we go to organized sports because what it's done for Steve and I in our business came from sports being captains of the team, working in team sports, learning how to build a work ethic, learning how to do everything has given us a lot of skills to help us be better in life and do more things. And the stories we've heard, you touched on this from Kids Sport Victoria. One of the stories was this mom couldn't afford to put her kid in a sport. He had some sort of ADD, ADHD, was causing problems in school, couldn't get things right. It was a big struggle for them at home. They got sponsored to go into, uh, I think it was actually gymnastics, And he went into gymnastics and it helped um, him get focused enough that his ADD at home actually started going away, not going away, but it was managed. And then in school, and she said, the mom's like, was in tears sharing about this to us that by helping her kid get into sports helped eliminate a lot of his distractions and helped get him in line with his ADD, which then in turn gave him some better grades in school. And he actually loved going to school and actually loved coming home and being a part of his house. And I get goosebumps talking about it. Cause you talk about that, whereas $300 out of our pocket literally changed somebody's life. And uh, there's nothing better than that. Like I said, I can go get a, a $100,000 check tomorrow. I'm not going to get goosebumps. I talk about one $300 investment that we made into uh, helping somebody come in through sports, and I get goosebumps about it. Now, wh- who knows what happens to that kid? Maybe he goes on to be an entrepreneur and make a ton of money and change the world. I'm not sure. But I know the leadership skills and the skills that he will get by being in sports will have some of the same impacts that happened for me and my business partner to help us scale and grow.
0: That's awesome. That's a great story and a reminder for all of us that those that can give, let's do that because it'll make our world better and their world as well. So Randy, I'd love this conversation. Where can people find out more about you and this awesome work you do?
1: Yeah. If you're interested in the giving side of things, we run a podcast called the Go Big to Give Big podcast, where we uh, interview people that uh, are sharing their stories about uh, building successful businesses, but then also using that to give back. Uh, It's a great spot to do it. And then just on Instagram uh, or any social media thing, at Randy Mullen is the easiest way to find me. And our business is called The Reinvestors. If you want to look it up, again, same social media everywhere, just The Reinvestors.
0: Awesome. I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So Randy, thank you again for all that you do. Really appreciate your time today. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.